Without that, you will never be comfortable on a soul level, bringing them away from the periphery and into the center of your life. From Nat's Numbers, I'm Nat, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 34, and this is an update on the juice and the magic that the number six wants to bring into your life this month, April 2018. So we've covered a lot of ground in the last couple episodes. We've covered that it is imperative that you break away from tradition and really assess what garden do you want to grow in your life? What do you want to bloom in your reality? We've talked about how it's important that before you make yourself responsible for something, you have to first see if you want to commit to it in the first place. Well, now there's this other really cool thing that's showing up, and it's super cool because it's kind of this philosophical existential dilemma that you've been going through since January that has been trying to lead you to a sense of ease, depth, and companionship. Your existential dilemma is around thinking that there's got to be a way to like everyone and be liked by everyone. And the reason why this shows up right now is because we are in an 11 universal year, which makes us more sensitive to connecting with other people. It makes us more sensitive to the thoughts and the feelings of others. We are ready to find our tribe. We're ready to have hand-in-hand, walking-down-our-yellow-brick-road experiences with other people who are committed to what we're committed to. And so, naturally, we have this hunger for partnership, friendship, collaboration that we didn't quite have before. (laughs) The second reason that this shows up, this existential dilemma of wanting to let everyone in, wanting to be liked by everyone and wanting to like everyone is because of the number six of April. The six is this instinct to be responsible to a community or an ecosystem. You could also see it as crafting our own ecosystem, our own atmosphere. And what shows up is this sense of should, who we should let in, why we should let them in. And typically it's old stuff. It's shoulds and agendas and patterns from the past that might not be serving us. So here is this philosophical dilemma that you've been having. There are people in your life who you've been keeping at arm's length, who have been requiring your energy and your investment. They have been in your sphere and in your world, and you're not quite sure about them, and you feel really bad about it. You feel guilty about it. You feel sad about it. You feel like 
you should be spiritually evolved to the point where you just love and like everyone and you let everyone in your front door, that you are the host to everyone and their brother. (laughs) And you're so confused. You're so confused because you think to yourself, Nat, we share things in common. Maybe we're part of the same family. Maybe we share blood. Maybe we have the same passion or the same hobby. Maybe we go to the same church. And yet, no matter how hard I try, there's just this feeling like a lack of residence. I don't know what to do. So you're hungry for companionship, for friendship, for collaboration and partnership more than ever before. You're ready to up level and to really receive more of that kind of activity in your life. And you feel this sense of duty to do that to these people that are just on the edges and fringes on the periphery of your life. And you're wondering what the heck is going on. We share things in common. We're very much the same. And yet there's this thing. Here's a great example. This is a very, very common one that I'm running into with my clients. Let's say you meet a person and they enjoy hiking just like you do. And you think that maybe this will be like a soulmate connection or a friendship for life. You get excited. You're like, oh, this could be a way that I can actually enhance and expand this beautiful path that I'm walking, this new beginning in my life. And then you realize that they're very much invested in different values, even though you guys share very similar things in common, even though they are beautiful and have incredible traits. While you are committed to, for instance, have a devoted, intimate marriage, maybe they aren't. Maybe they're committed to demonizing and complaining about their partner. Maybe they are still in the developmental phase of being the bachelor or the bachelorette. The existential philosophical dilemma that you've been having is that you can see that you can share things in common with the other citizens of humanity. You can see that you can connect with a wide variety of people. And yet, there is something that you are committed to. There is something that you are, there is something that you live and breathe that is food and water for your soul that has to be a part of your partnerships, your friendships, and your relationships. And without that, you can't be fully committed. Without that, you can't let them become inside friends or inside people. Without that, you will never be comfortable on a soul level bringing them away from the periphery and into the center of your life. 
Now, it's really important to take note of here that there are not necessarily good people versus bad people. I'm not saying keep the low vibration people out of your life by any means, because I don't believe that. Numerology actually teaches that every single one of us, based on our chart, has our own unique requirements and preferences. The people that are on the periphery of your life, who you don't feel comfortable bringing into the center because they do not share your fundamental, most important prioritized values, are not bad people. They're just simply people who are not tending to the same garden. It doesn't mean that they can't have some kind of presence in your life, but it does mean that it is absolutely okay that you let them go. It's absolutely okay that you stop investing energy, time, effort, analyzation in figuring out why there's that sense of discord. If there's been a certain amount of loneliness or isolation that you've been feeling and it's been coming up more in this past month of April, it could very well be because of this dynamic. It could very well be because you are keeping people in the periphery of your life, assessing them, (laughs) attempting to figure out how to create synergy that actually all along you've known on a deeper level are simply not committed to what you are most committed to. And here is where I smile And here's where the sparkle starts to just glimmer in this podcast. When you can really come to terms with accepting that it's okay that you can't let everybody in, that it's okay that there are certain people who you can appreciate from afar, but who are not designed to be in the center hub of your life, that's when you can actually start to have the extra energy and resources that you need to amass a community, a tribe, a beautiful network of people that truly align with what elevates you. So let me end the podcast by sharing a personal example of what it looks like when you allow yourself to let people in that align with your values and to just let go of the wonderful variety of people who don't. So my boyfriend, Nick, after work, loves gaming to just defrag and blow off steam. And I love when he does this because it means I can sit next to him and read my weird philosophical ancient symbol books and take notes. So I'm taking notes and I'm thinking about the number six and I'm thinking about this message that it's bringing to us about finding out what we're committed to and letting the people into our lives who are also committed to growing that garden. And suddenly I realize that I'm witnessing firsthand him doing exactly what the six is trying to teach all of us. In this video game, he has three other teammates that are randomly populated when he starts a game. And you can talk to each other through a mic. So he starts one of these games and the three other teammates pop up. 
And one of the guys in this game is talking. You can hear what's going on in the room that he's in, in his household. He's listening to like kind of offensive music in the background. He's cussing. He's yelling to his baby mama to get his pot. (laughs) And I'm listening to this wide-eyed and I look over at him. And you know what my response was? If I was playing that game, my response would have been to coach him and counsel him on how to calm down, on how to focus at the task at hand. (laughs) But Nick didn't do any of that. He just restarted the game. And as he's restarting the game, I turn to him and I'm like, doesn't that upset you? Doesn't that like make you really angry? Don't you want to like do something about it? And he said, no, there's just some gamers that they're not serious about playing the game. And they just, they're distracting. So he restarts the game. And then three new teammates get populated into the game. And luckily, one of these teammates also had a mic like Nick did. And they were able to play a game with their same style of playing. It's a, it's a mind game. It's strategic. It's about finding the right vantage point. It's about accumulating the right resources. It's a strategy game, right? And so he found somebody else, a friend, who was committed to playing the game in the same way he was. Now, I know that this is such a silly example, but I was sitting there and I was thinking, this, this just blows my mind. Because even in this metaphor, I would have very much acted different. Have you ever heard that term that the way we do one thing is the way that we do everything? I would be playing this video game, taking whatever teammates I got and figuring out how to morph myself to what they were committed to or try my best to change them (laughs) so that they could be committed to what I most value. Yeah. What would it look like if we just didn't tell that story? If we, de- we just didn't engage in that? What if we just didn't waste our time and our energy and our resources with people and with dynamics that just aren't aligned with what we're trying to create? How fast would we be able to reload and repopulate the types of people the types of collaborations, the types of partnerships, situations, and opportunities that truly are in alignment with our dreams. So for what it's worth, there's an example of how this can look in our lives. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm so grateful that you are here with me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go over to iTunes and Google Play, rate it, Let me know how I'm doing. Thank you so much for the people who have gone over there and done it already. I appreciate you so much. I do have some openings for one-on-one sessions, so I will have a link in the show notes if you want to have me do your numbers, maybe do some relationship magic in your life, some life purpose magic. The details will be below, and I will most definitely talk with you next week. Bye.